0: This episode of the Managing Madrid Podcast is brought to you by Intercontinental San Francisco Hotel. They are hosting our podcast on the 25th in the Bay Area at 7 p.m. We are so excited to meet you guys in the Bay Area. Also see some old faces. Of course, San Francisco was famously the place um, of our very first ever live podcast that we did. And I have fond memories of it. And so last time it was in a bar. Now we got a nice hotel conference room. And we really look forward to meeting you guys on the 25th in the Bay Area at the Intercontinental San Francisco Hotel. So please come out. As a reminder, we are not going to Los Angeles. So we are cutting preseason short for personal reasons. For my personal reasons, I can't go to L.A. So I'm doing Vegas, San Fran, both of those games as press, and also podcasts in both cities. But not coming to L.A. So if you're in California, you want to come meet us, I would highly suggest you guys come in to San Francisco. Or if you're in Vegas, this weekend, come out to our Vegas podcast. So we're doing Vegas on Sunday at noon, and then San Francisco Monday night at 7 p.m. The Vegas one should be really interesting. It's going to be a lot of people from out of town in there in Vegas who are just going to come meet us, and it just works out. I'm really looking forward to seeing you guys again and meeting new faces. Uh, I'd I'd be very curious to know what the dynamic is like because – it's an early podcast in the day, and the classical is super late the night before, and it's also Saturday night in Vegas. So I can only imagine that uh, the people attending the podcast will basically just roll out of bed, <laughs> grab a coffee, and uh, show up. Uh, no assumptions, really, but I mean it is Saturday night in Vegas, so I wouldn't I wouldn't uh, blame the people were in attendance to just go out after the class to go win, draw, or lose. And that game ends, I think, around midnight, maybe later. I can't remember. So either way, look forward to seeing you guys on Sunday and Monday. So please come out. The links to book your spots to our Vegas, San Francisco shows are in the show notes. Uh, today's podcast is very short. It's an excerpt from my book on Mesut Ozo. Uh, and basically what happened is I landed in Vegas, like, pretty recently, uh, a few hours ago. I got settled. like checked in. Uh, I got reminded what Las Vegas is like, which is uh desert heat forty five degrees outside, and then inside the escape is overly blasted air conditioning that literally chills your bones and is super uncomfortable and a ton of secondhand smoke. So if you like desert heat, uncomfortable cold, and smoke on your lungs, please come to our Las Vegas podcast. We look forward to seeing you guys and Enjoy this little short podcast that I've thrown up there because I didn't want to go a Thursday without content. Our mailbag got pushed to Friday with Lucas over on Patreon.com slash Managing Madrid. I didn't want to have no content today, so what I did was I read an excerpt from my book. It's the Mesud Ozol excerpt. This isn't the only part of my book where I talked about Ozol. There are actually more um, elaborate points in my book about him. The context of this particular reading is that it's from my ranking, where I've ranked virtually every Real Madrid player in the club's history. And I'm not going to spoil where Ozil ranks, so I'm not going to read his rank. I'm just going to read um, his name and then just a little blurb to explain the rank. So enjoy it, and as always, we'll get started with Ray Hudson and Derek Ray. Let's go. Nice article in the Managing Madrid uh, blog. The wonderful lads to do a great job there. And... Worth reading about that man there. The Times ended up almost looking like a 6 3 1. Some very good writing about that on the Managing Madrid website. frustrate podcast as well. Of course, Peri Valverde was a huge part of the equation. Mesut Ozil, 2010-2013. CV, one La Liga title, one Copa del Rey title, one Spanish Super Cup title. UEFA Team of the Year twice, 2012 and 2013. First in assists in all of the top five major leagues, 2011-2012 season. Top five in assists per 90 in all of the top five major leagues three times, 2011, 2012, 2013. 5th in goals and assists per 90 in La Liga 2012-2013 season, supreme gliding ability. His superpower, reliable ball progressor, and a great creator when pressured. In Mesut Ozil's presentation as a Real Madrid player, he stated that his best position is right behind the strikers, as a 10. When the club signed him, they already had 3 such players who could play that role. Ricardo Kaka, the 3rd most expensive signing in football history at the time, Sergio Canales, a 19-year-old budding star, and Rafael van der Vaart, a solid veteran. But as cluttered as the position was, Ozil was a market opportunity impossible to pass up on. He had just dominated the World Cup in 2010, was one of the best young players in the world, and had just come off a season where he had the most assists in all the top five leagues combined. And the best part, he only cost 13 million. The cream rises to the top. Ozil won the Battle of the Ten, and he won it convincingly. He couldn't speak Spanish, knew barely any English, and he boasted less than perfect German. Then-manager Jose Mourinho knew enough languages to survive almost anywhere on earth, but he did not know either German or Turkish, which was Ozil's mother tongue. Despite that, Ozil connected with everyone on the field and made everyone look better. He was aesthetically breathtaking, cold-blooded, serene, and surgical. He showed up in every classical he played, even the ones Real Madrid got rocked in. In part because he was so good at being pressed and Barca loved pressing. Hound him at your own peril. Like some eel, he'd find his way out of multiple players and he did it elegantly, the way the Bernabeu liked it. There was a reason why Cristiano Ronaldo was so upset when Real Madrid ultimately sold Ozil in 2013. The German fed the Portuguese assists and key passes as if he was my grandmother feeding me fresh baked cookies. And that his Real Madrid career ended in 2013 and not in 2020 is a disappointment in itself. Maybe that's harsh. But to remind you, we all thought Ozil was going to be a Real Madrid legend. He had humility and bounce. He could do things no one else could. The Spanish media thought he was the return of Zinedine Zidane. Xabi Alonso spoke publicly about Ozil's style of play, that he was a dying breed. And he meant that in a good way. Quote, he's the kind of player you don't find these days, end quote. Jorge Valdano, who regularly waxed lyrical about him, predicted Ozil would define the next decade at the club. What Valdano described above is essentially what Luka Modric became, but it was not a path that was destined for Ozil. In 2013, the club sold the German to make room for Gareth Bale, and the style of play shifted as Real Madrid moved into an era of using a 4-3-3 with pacey wingers. This one had a sad ending, as the club's go-to media outlets published countless stories about Ozil as he was on his way out, fabricating things about his greediness, laziness, and attitude. But despite it ending sooner than we thought, the Ozil era was special. He was devastatingly good. All right, before we let you guys go, we wanted to give a quick shout out to our patrons over on Patreon.com slash ManagingMadrid who do so much to support the show. If you like high quality journalism and you want to stay away from some of the sensationalist stuff and you want some analysis and you like our work, go over to Patreon.com slash ManagingMadrid. You get a ton of bonus shows and we wanted to give a specific shout out to our $10 plus patrons because if you pledge $10 or more, not only do you get guaranteed responses to your questions, but you also get a specific shout out on the podcast. So, shout out to Brandon Alvarez, Willie Reed, Way Pering, Wamik Jamal, Umar Mahadi, Tyler Simon, Tobias Arroyo Bacher, Tariq Goktas, Talib Salhab, Tahmid Kalam, Sushank Damala, Sujaiwani, Sumanchu Singh, Shivam Tiwari, Sherry Soriol, Sheikh Hatiri, Shamil, Shabazz Sharapov, Sergio Arispe, Santos Solarsano, Samir Z, Said Mahad, Sai Mohan Sasi Kumar, Rodrigo Balmaceda Rishi D Rafi Irfan Zaman Phoenix Peter Powell Paulo Fierro Patrick Odayafari Oscar Barrera Nico Laxo Nicholas Zapatero Zubiare Nicholas Muller Nick Ribeiro Nelson Masariego Muxi Tengal, Mowgli MJ Diego Michael Zinberg Marin Myrtle Martin Ridman, Logan Stahl Leon Stavernakis, Kunal Tilakar Crystal Glass Kevin Rivera Jose Cruz John Fernandez Jeff Thurston, Jason Fitz, Ian Marley, Graham Gerard, Gary Cohut, Frederick Antakiro, Frederick Sundros, Faisal Hamdan, S.A. Davisito, Eloy Enriquez, Edward Sossman, Daniel Williams, Christian Toft, Christian Acosta, Charles Williams, Brendan Powers, Brandon Stevens, Ashik Bashar, Armand Gashi, Armando L., Antons Rudenko, Anirud Singh, Alexis Ceniceros, Al, Azaz Hussein, Adrian Rios, Adar Zalukovich, Adam Dorsey, Balachau, Barun, Ramtin, Mahroul, Fabian Moreno, and Daniel Smith. We love you guys so much. Appreciate your support. Thank you for being part of the family. And halamari.